God, they've got a good back catalogue. Yeah, we're going to be talking for a while. I think this one might be a longer one, but this is us doing a versus pod. And this will be number 10, so it's like a, an anniversary yeah. pod. Yeah, that's true. Welcome back. You are listening to I Might Be Wrong with myself, Rich Newnham, and my co-host, Henry Salmon. Hello. Congratulations, you've made it to podcast number 10, and more importantly, so have we! So, we're going to break the format again this week, aren't we? Because this is one that we argued about and couldn't make our minds up on. So the band we're talking about is Arcade Fire, and the album you want to talk about is... Funeral. And the album I want to talk about is The Suburbs. Boo! Um, because it's better. <laughs> no, well, well, hang on there. Not sure about that. To, to be fair, I think we both agree that both of these albums are extremely awesome albums. Yeah. I think we'd say that about pretty much everything that that the, na- uh, the National... National was last week. That was last week. The Arcade Fire, this is the problem, is that I have huge affinity for both and got into them at the same time. So I'm going to say The National at least twice more on this podcast. Yeah, so they're... Because um, they're from Canada, which automatically makes them pretty good in my book. They, Canadian. Uh, um, Canadia. And they started out with Funeral. Yep. Which is which is my pick, and I I wonder whether part of the reason for picking it is because of the the associations you have when you listen to an album for the first time. Yeah, that's fair. And and, and we well, we both got into them at the same time. We both got yeah. into them with Funeral, and they have they've got back catalogue of five albums. So they've got Funeral, Neon Bible, The Suburbs, Reflector, and everything now, which was two years ago now. So we should be doing another album anytime soon. Yeah. Arcade Fire, if you're listening to this and you want to drop a new one, that'd be great. So Arcade Fire, let's talk a little bit about the band before we get into the album. Yep. So they are, they're a pretty big band. They've got male and female married couple front people. Yep. Wynn Butler and Regine Chassang, I think I'm saying that right, it's a French name, because her family are Haitian, they escaped Haiti under the regime of, uh, of one of the murderous despots who was in charge at the time so Wim Butler and a guy called Josh Do 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 who's his best mate they started a band and it was the two of them and while they were rehearsing they met Regine uh, Chassang and she joined the band Josh Doe left to pursue other projects he didn't necessarily want to become a full-time musician mm-hmm. but he's he's done artwork and videos and things like that for Arcade Fire so he's still very good mates with the band yep. so it's not like he left under a cloud or anything and then they've got four other members so William Butner who is Wynn's brother, Richard Reed Parry Tim Kingsbury and Jeremy Gara and I would talk about the instruments that they play but they basically all play all the different instruments yeah. they're pretty much all multi-instrumentalists which is it's one of the things that you recognise when you see them live is they're constantly switching to to do other things on different songs. Yeah. Obviously they play guitars and drums, but they also have glockenspiels and hurdy gurdies and things like that on their on their music. Yeah, and they're not afraid to use them. But also, whenever they use 
those instruments, it doesn't feel like it's a novelty. Like sometimes someone someone will just put in, I don't know, a flute just because it's like a flute. Yeah. And, and these guys... Play some jazz flutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but none of it seems like it's contrived. It's all... Well, it's all quite contrived, but in a very natural way. It, it, their music is very art, folk, rock, I guess, mm. in terms of feel with more electronica coming in in the, the more recent albums. But yep. it's... The fact that they are just insanely musical as a band, I think, means that it feels natural. It doesn't feel forced. That's just they want those sounds, and that's the way they get them is through those instruments. Yep. Rather than necessarily just having everything on keyboards or something like that. If you can play it, why not? Why not? Got it, flaunt it, all that. Absolutely. So let's start with Funeral because uh, that's the first album. Well, yeah. So they... tell me why it deserves to be their best. So, so the background of Funeral is a sad one, and. The title is because they, I think a lot of the band members lost family members just as the album was being recorded or in, in the build up to it. So, so it's got this this sad background, but the music isn't sad. It's kind it's anything of anything but. It's kind of this uplifting. So the the for me the reason why it's it's so good is because at the time when this album came out, I. We were finishing university, and I then moved to London, and it was the time when I really started listening to it. And I just moved to a new city. It was all a bit—I was a bit nervous, a bit scared about the whole setup. And uh, an album like this comes along, which is—it—it's got this kind of weight behind it that if you want music to listen to when you're going into your first day of work in a new job, and you have this backing you up, it—it <laughs> it can it supports you, and so. Yeah, maybe I've only picked it because this was my. I've just moved to London and I'm walking down to the tube station for the first time. Fair enough. Um, but if you look at, it's one of those albums where, again, it it all stacks up. You go right from the very start, and they they've got this kind of neighbourhood theme to the album. Yeah. So, neighbourhoods number one through four, I think. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's a that's a theme they return to a lot across their albums. Is they'll have. A theme they want to explore, but different songs within that theme, and then they'll have in brackets their song title. Yeah, it's, it's very pretentious. It's it a bit pretentious, <laughs> but I quite like it. And they get away with it. Tunnels is the first one on the album, uh, and but you, to be honest, you could pick any of the any of the ones on there. That um, they're, they're they're all they're all solid. Um, Three power out for me every yeah. time. Well, but then I I actually prefer the end of the album. The further further on you go. Like wake up and rebellion is probably the the classic and it's the one that I think charted highest in the British charts. It's, it's the one that everyone's going to know. Rebellion, um, rebellion is it's it epitomizes that album for me. It's it's got the urgency. It's got that that thumping drum beat that comes through. Yeah, and it's got the bass, which is that kind of yeah, and it it gets into your skull. So I, I the, I'm only championing it because it's it's a very complete, brilliant album that. If you meet it at the right time in your oh, that's life, it's it. gonna... that's all it is. Just a complete and wonderful, almost perfect album. <laughs> yeah, match that. Come on, well, I've um, got the perfect so, album. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it, w- was it anything new? Um, I, I, I think it's quite different to a to most of the other music around at the time. It, it... I think it is. I think there's there's elements of that sound that no one else has really done before. Maybe you'd find stuff. You'd find bands that have done elements of it in the past, but no one's ever put it together like that. So there's like this folk rock thing to it. There's 
you know, the urgency that you would never really associate with folk rock, though. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different elements there that all come together as part of the sound. Because if you look at their kind of, their similar bands on, on something like Spotify, you, you do come across Wolf Parade, Interpol, Broken Social Scene, th- those kind of bands who are kind of edgy. And Arcade Fire have somehow managed to take, uh, th- their stable mates are kind of edgy bands, but Arcade Fire are a bit more, um, they, they, they bring it into the mainstream a little bit more. It's interesting because they, they came in, Funeral feels like a fully formed sound. It's not like they've got an album or two yeah. or even much in the way of EPs before that to kind of hone that sound. And it's such a, it's a really grown up album. It's a really mature sound to have from guys who were at university when, when they first pulled that band together. And Wynn talks about Neighbourhood Number 2 being a turning point it was the first time he could hit play on a recording and go, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to get to. That was the, the kind of sound that we're looking for. Yeah, And it feels like that. It feels like a, a band that know what they want and know what they're trying to do. And I don't think there's there's maybe one or two weak songs on that album, but there's, not, there's not much that you'd really call filler. Okay, so if it's that good, why have you not chosen <laughs> it? Because The Suburbs is better. Okay, I explain. think The Suburbs, for me, so there's a lot... The funeral does have issues. It's the recording's not superb quality. There are bits of it that are a bit screechy and a bit scratchy and a bit stuff that if they'd been recording in a high end studio, you wouldn't hear because it's it's sort of a bit rough and ready. Yeah. The suburbs. So we haven't really talked about Neon Bible, and we we should touch on that a little bit. But Neon Bible was a great album, but very brooding and a bit dark and quite a tough listen. It loses a lot of the upbeat sound that you've got on Funeral. Yeah, it, it's it's a funny one because you've got songs like Keep the Car Running, which are kind of a natural continuation from Funeral. Yeah. And it's a brilliant song. But then, I think they wrote that while they were recording the Funeral Sessions. Yeah. So I think it is a, a track that actually could have been on Funeral. And that makes sense. But then you flip to like, My Body is a Cage, and you hear the singing on that, and that's different. And yeah. it's kind of, that you, that would not fit on Funeral. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right. It, it, is, it is a more, more brooding album. And I really like Neon Bible, but it's not one that I've gone back. I don't go back to that album f- frequently. Yeah. It's not an album that... I, it's an album that I need to be in the right mood to listen to. Whereas The Suburbs is... It takes that polish on another level. It's 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 taken that maturity to new heights. It's taken, It's got It's got stuff on there that wouldn't sound out of place on Funeral, but it's also got stuff that wouldn't sound out of place on Neon Bible, and it's got its own sound as well. And that's, yeah. I think, it's the more rounded of... And again, semantics, right? Because I love Funeral, I don't think it's... A, I'm not saying that it's like, it's a B minus and this is an A. We're talking like, one's an A and one's an A minus, maybe. I, f- I can't... I don't... I think I've only once listened to The Suburbs all the way through, and I don't think it... I just... I just don't buy it as a complete album. It well, doesn't... then you're an idiot. <laughs> because it's an amazing album all the way through. Um, the, the, the one thing... All right, so I, I could go into the more reasons why I don't like it. it. It doesn't... It seems like it's almost in two parts. It kind of... It seems a bit split. And and that, that kind of grates, because if I'm in a particular mood, I want to listen to a certain style of song. So I think it just evolves through the album. I don't. I don't necessarily think that it's. It's not an A side and a B side where the B side's very different. I think it's still. It's got that thread of. 
you know, it's, it's an album talking about suburban life and yeah. their frustrations with American living and American life and society and all those things that, that evolve more into, you know, albums like Everything Now, which is very, very cynical and very much yeah. aimed at American consumerist society. It has a lot of that, but more from a, a sadness of the simplicity of youth that's been lost and everything looks the same and it's all malls and blah, blah, blah. And, and there's there's a pair of songs called Sprawl 1 and 2. And Sprawl 2, Mountains Beyond Mountains, in my opinion, is is the best thing they've ever written. It, it sounds a bit blondie, but in a really good way. It's beautifully written. It's got this key change halfway through, which is just... I hate key changes generally. I think they're gimmicky, but this is absolutely perfect. I So I heard this... In a, so another one of those songs where you hear for the first time and you remember where you are. And yep. you, me, and Sam Pinkstone were in a ski resort in France. Uh-huh. And we were in a room. Um, we were about to go... I think we were about to go down... We were about to go out. We were we? about to go out. And we were getting ready. And you started... I think you put it on. Yep. Because it had only just come out. The album yeah. had only just come out a week or two before. And you said, this is a good song. And Sam was like, yeah, this is good. And, and I was like, what song? What album? I didn't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and you played it. And even through, it was a tinny set of speakers. But that was a game changer. And it's one of those where you disappear into the song. And, and yeah, I absolutely love it. And I, so, it, it, I don't know. In, in my view, and I'm going to be cynical here. It, it's the one song that holds the album together. And if it wasn't on there, I probably wouldn't ever listen to the suburbs again. But but I think you could say that about many albums. You know, mm. if, if if certain songs weren't on certain albums, yep. they just wouldn't be the album that they are. But that that's that's why they're the album that they are. Yeah. And there's other good stuff on there as well, right? I love, I love the start of The Suburbs, the song, which is the first thing on the album, where they have this kind of languid piano and it, it's... It's kind of it's an amazing melody, but the lyrics that are in there is like these bitingly cynical lyrics of things like "By the time the first bombs fell, we were already bored," and uh, <laughs> so can you understand wow, yeah. why I want a daughter while I'm still young? I want to hold her hand and show her the beauty before this damage is done. Stuff like that is just like it's really damning, wow. and, and I love I love yeah. the lyricism in this album as well. Just the the way they speak to my own personal cynicism about modern society as much as anything. Yeah. Um, and again, Mountains Beyond Mountains, is there's elements of that that are talking about the the people just wanting you to knuckle down and get a job. So well, stop quick, these pretentious things and just, just punch, punch the, the clock. clock. Yeah, I, 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 I sit at my desk sometimes when they're singing it and I'm like, I'm at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I found out Mountains Beyond Mountains actually uh, named after a book about a doctor called Paul Farmer who did a load of charitable work for Partners in Health so they do a lot of work in Haiti which again yeah. is is one of the Shasang's yeah, family fled Haiti because of because of the Duvalier dictatorship uh, and he's back there and so he works for a few months in the US or at the time he'd been working for a few months in the US and then going and spending the rest of the year unpaid out in uh, out in Haiti just doing work out in the community and, and being a doctor out there. Yeah. And it, it's stuff like that where they're very aware of social stuff and they're yeah. standing on it. And even if it's just a nod to someone, like it's it's in there. But yeah, I I I think that's kind of that's the start of their thing about like mass consumerism and 
and all that stuff that they kind of continue into reflector and then on into everything now. I will give you that I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's a perfect album in the same way. I don't think Funeral's quite a perfect album. There's a couple, it's yeah. a long album. There's a couple of tracks that I don't It's over love. an hour long, isn't it? It's like an hour and five or six minutes. Or something, something like yeah. that. But yeah, um, Rococo, I just don't like at mm. all. It bugs me and every time that comes on, 50% of the time I'll skip it. But it's one song in a brilliant album and so I kind of, I'll forgive them that. What about the um, the more recent albums so what do you think of everything now i mean i really like everything now i i saw them live at primavera in 2017 i think Mm -hmm. and they did they did two sets they did a headline set but the night before or no it's the friday night they did this secret set so primavera has this like weird layout where it's a big it's in barcelona just north of the city center it's basically this big concrete setup that it's designed for exhibitions and festivals and things like that and so they had this square stage set up and if you're a vip you could get in right by the stage but we weren't vip so we were stood there's this big bridge that goes over to the other half of the the festival site we were stood up on the edge of the bridge kind of looking down onto onto the onto the thing and they were unbelievable that was the better set of the two how many people were the, the secret one I mean, it must have been a few thousand. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't secret. 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 I mean, people were walking past and kind of joining into that crowd. Yeah, so it must have been a couple of thousand at least. But it wasn't announced. There was no. There wasn't even. It wasn't even a Glastonbury special guests type yeah, slot. Yeah. It was just somebody got a tweet or a DM and was like, "Holy shit, Arcade Fire about to play!" And we like legged it over there and got got there for halfway through the first song. Nice. But in their second set. They played everything now and a couple other tracks off off the album. I was like, oh, this this sounds really good. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. I I really like it. It gets slated because people talk about it being too preachy about that kind of stuff, and I'm like, it's arcade fire. Like that's yeah. that's what they're going to talk about. I like it. I don't necessarily like it as much as the two albums that we've touched on, but I think it's a great album. It stands up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just talking about their lyrics. Neon Bible deserves a bit more of a mention than we've given it. It does. It is. It is a really good album. It's a bit more of a dark album, but there's a track on there called Antichrist Television Blues. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love. That is a, that is a I, great. Song. It's yeah. a great song, and I loved it already. And then I found out what it was about. I don't. Do you know what no, the track's about? Nothing, I never no. told you this. No. Okay, so it's about Jessica Simpson's dad slash manager, a guy called Joe Simpson. Apparently, it was almost called Joe Simpson. Right. And it's all about him pushing his daughter to be this superstar. Mm. And it starts with this kind of, when I was your age, I was working downtown on a minimum wage as a kind of like pushing her. But it talks about what he sees in his child and and like this desperation to, to show this to other people. But it has some, it gets really creepy and it's kind of there. It's deliberately a creepy take on it. So there's this line how she's a gift from God and, and there's this scathing lyric of, they use this thing of like, see my little girl up on stage, see my little girl, blah, 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 all this mm. kind of see my little girl thing. And the last version of that is, want to hold a mirror up to the world so they can see themselves inside my little girl. And just like the twist of the sexual, Im- like nasty, horrible sexual imagery in that, like their opinion on religion but being pushed as like a consumerist thing yeah and and the brutal the, and the following song as well the the windowsill song 
every line of every lyric is I don't want to and it's I don't want to live in my father's house I don't want to choose black or blue I don't want I don't want to see what they've done to you and it just it's a complete rejection of um of the world and it's yeah you're right I, I it's a really good album and I think it gets ignored because it's quite it's quite hard work in places, but there are great tracks in it. You mentioned "Keep the Car Running," and that's amazing. That's a great track. It's it's again. It feels like a classic arcade fire track, with all that kind of really that drive, like the guitars and the drums driving everything forward, and, and yeah. the, the way they sing together on a lot of this album is fantastic as well. Yeah, but yeah. there's not there's not loads of other stuff where I'm like. Oh, that track, oh, that track, oh, that track, in the way that you would pick out things from Funeral and, and, and the Suburbs. True. Yeah, yeah, winner. So, um, Have you seen them live? Um, I, yeah, well, yeah, I have. But I, I, I walked in halfway through the gig. I was, I was late. And, um, oh, mate. Where was it? It was, it was in London. Um, and, and I was meeting a mate, but I ended up, I think I was stuck at work. Right. So, so missed most of it. But yeah, so yeah, kind of, but not not really. <laughs> you need to see them properly. I, I need to see a full 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 set. Yeah, they they are fantastic. I mean, obviously, I said I saw them at Primavera, but I also they played Hyde Park years ago as one of those Hyde Park gig things. I heard that over the fence, so I was me too. Yeah, um, <laughs> were you? Was I there with yeah, you? I think we were. Kathy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Kathy organised it. <laughs> and and yeah. kind of was like, come down to this, come down to this. I couldn't remember who else was there, but yeah, I didn't realise that, that. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, because I was living down the road. That's um, that was that was cool, and it sounded great, and it was it was a really fun way to listen to them because they've got that kind of sound where you can just let it sit out you. and let it yeah. wash over the top of you and just enjoy it, which I really like. But yeah, uh, I think we didn't really touch on Reflector, but I do like Reflector as well. It's got more of a loose feel to it, so they've got live stuff spliced into it. So there's a bit where Jonathan Ross is doing an introduction to the band, and that's that's actually on. On the thing is like, ladies and gentlemen, arcade fire! Like this, this bit at the start of one of the songs going into it. But it feels a bit looser and a bit more like they're exploring not doing something that's perfectly honed. Yeah. yeah it's I've, got some, again, great tracks on. It's, it's, a, it's an album which I think I've gone through a couple of times and I just keep falling back into Funeral just because it's, <laughs> it's, it's better. <laughs> um, there's there's some good stuff on there. Normal Person is great. Normal Person is brilliant. Go and listen to the lyrics on that. that but before you um, carry on with that, you've just reminded me of another amazing song intro by a radio show or, per, or TV celebrity. So in um, Ash, if you listen to one of their first songs called Jack Names the Planets, it has this Dutch radio interviewer explaining that the centre of the universe is planet New Venop. Um, and, 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 and I always heard this, and I was thinking, what the hell is this kind of introduction? So New Venop is, um, is a town of 30,000 people in, in the Netherlands. the centre of the world. And, the, and they said it's a pretty good name for a planet. Um, so it's this Dutch guy. Anyway, I've interjected, but it's... Um, no, that's, the, that's the, actually a really good one, because I've got one for you as well. Okay. So... On Feeder's Echo Park album, yeah, the opening to that album is crunching of feet yeah. on gravel as somebody's walking up to something, and then one of them goes, uh, "What's what this it? bit? Oh, we're in the wrong bit!" And then it launches into the song. It's great, and every time I hear it, it makes me smile. Oh, and there's another one. So there's a one, um, Silver Sun. I don't know if you've ever heard them. They're they're amazing, but they're yes, kind of but like not se- for a long time. Um, they kind of copy some of the seventies seventies um, rock. But there's a, there's one of their tracks which I remember. And I can't remember the name of the track, but 
it has this moving walkway recorded voice so they must be in an airport <laughs> and it's and and the voice says something like you are coming to the end of the walkway be prepared to push your trolley over the ramp and and they repeat it a couple of times and then you hear them start laughing and i, I do like i mean artists who see something in, interesting in the world and go having that yeah um, exactly they've they've had to they've probably had to go back on themselves they've got that bit push your trolley over the ramp amazing i love the fact that it's it's so ingrained in in our brains that we can just come up with that stuff as well because like that oh we're in the wrong bit is fantastic and i even know the bit of of the track yeah that, that comes straight in after that yeah so do i it's a guitar isn't it it's um straight into it listen to that album far too much we need to do feeder at some point oh and that was the other album this when we did the um Muse podcast. That was the second album I bought in the Sydney oh, really? HMV. I bought because Echo Park and Origin of Symmetry kind of were released around the same time. So yeah, pretty much. But yeah, Arcade Fire, brilliant. I don't think we're going to agree on which is their best album. So just go and listen to all of them. Yeah, do it. You you won't be disappointed if you've been if you've been listening to our podcast this long. You won't be disappointed if you go and listen to Arcade Fire. In fact, we might be a bit disappointed in you if you haven't already gone <laughs> and listened to Arcade Fire. Yeah, do it. All right, thanks everyone. We will be back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of I Might Be Wrong. You've been listening to myself, Rich Newnham, and my co-host, Mr. Henry Salmon. <laughs>